Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle podcast. I am your host, Dakota Morton, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Today, though, is a solo episode because we want to try things new because this podcast has been going on for about three to four fucking years, and we've done loads of interviews, a little bit of reviews, and other things as well along the way. And I want to try something new for you guys. Want to, as a comic book writer, I've been with SGGS, SGGS Comics now for a couple of years and put out loads of books, created worlds, written storytelling that inspired and entertained people, to say the least, for, I mean, a couple of years now and thousands and tens of thousands of people. So I wanted to give back to you guys a little bit because I've written a lot of stuff before comics and the film industry for characters and well, for movies and shorts and yada, 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 audio dramas or some podcast stuff. It's been written, it's been done. So, I wanted to come to you guys with maybe some writing tips episodes. And if you guys enjoy it, make sure you guys let me know on social media at DakotaMorgan3 on Twitter, Instagram at Dakota underscore Morgan97, or, count, or if, and make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast too. That helps out greatly when you do. But I want to give you guys some writing tips. So today we're going to be talking about writing villains as heroes. Now, what does that mean entirely here? That means your villain isn't the mustache-twirling kind of bad guy that, I mean, if you're aiming for that and that is your specific goal, go right ahead. But in modern-day literature entertainment, we should say, it's really not the best way to go about it. What I mean is the villain should have a, a motivation instead of just wanting to kill the person of, I'm here to do this to kill you. A good villain is almost a hero in their own eyes. That's the thing, and that's the kicker about them. In order for them to do what they have to do, in order for them to kill people, in order for them to destroy the world, they have that motivation for it. They have to believe they're doing it for a right cause. So that should be the first thing to do for your villains when writing in, in, in comics especially is giving them their their motivation. What is it they're trying to do? And they they want to do it, but they know they have to do bad things in order to accomplish their goal. And to them, they're still the hero. So that makes it even worse when they see a good guy trying to stop them like, and everyone's praising them. Makes them maybe a little bit more crazed. But to the villain, they're still trying to do good for the world. Or, if not even for the world, for themselves. Maybe they're a self-righteous villain who are like, I'm never going to get rich, or whatever the hell it might be. You take a look at that, too. They all have, or they all should, ha have a motivation behind them as a villain. Now, kind of going off of that, I want to take a look at and say, with that motivation, they want to be able to accomplish their goals, right? So that means you want to make sure that your villain is able to do things to accomplish that goal. You know, the good way to do it is maybe, you know, build up to it, not just be like, I'm here to do this, and that's what they're doing. Sometimes it's good to do a build up. Sometimes. Not all the time. It depends on your story. But 99% of the time, you're going to want to have a build up to that big, huge thing of what they're trying to do, unless you're really going into to a story very headstrong trying to show people everything build but build a little bit and then you slowly start to build out the world from there and that villain but that villain should be able to have these things along the way that he's kind of putting some easter eggs down you know kind of build up to this villain do some things that the villain does that are like i that he maybe I don't know, blew up a school bus. We could say that shit, right? So, well, why did he do it? Well, maybe the school bus had something on it. You know, maybe it was there was a person that he thought could evolve into uh, something. A kid evolved into something that would be an, another threat to him. You know, maybe that was the reason why, but it's like, my plans. So it's that whole thing, too. And not all of it has to just be a plan for a villain, either. Uh, it could be, either your villain could be doing something that is better for like the environment or you know maybe his plan is to do that but 
do they need a plan always? No. You could have like a chaotic villain as well who believes that they're doing like um like a Joker-esque character. They're doing the craziness. They're doing spontaneous shit. They're doing random things. That is only because they believe that what they're doing is helping their vision for the world or their thing for the world. So it's like they're believed like this is like I don't have a plan. I'm just doing random stuff because I'm trying to bring about whatever it is that that villain is trying to do, to say the least. Another thing, too, for that people don't really often do is relatability. So despite people all, you know, always saying, oh, you can only relate to the heroes, have relatability to the villain in your story because that's going to make people kind of bond with them and like, oh, I actually can understand why the villain is doing this. Or, oh, you know, that's under I, I can see it. Or it's like, oh, maybe I would be the villain. <laughs> you know, they could be that sort of thing. Like, oh, I would actually be in that villain. I'd be, I'd be a goon for that villain or something. Some shit like that. Just take it into consideration when doing it is that there is going to be some relatability. Don't make them so bombastic and so out there. Like, oh, I can't see why this person's doing this. Like, well, why? like even Thanos, Thanos, that fucker, he does it for love. And you're like, oh, okay, you're doing it for the thing that you want to do what you do for love because he loves death. Um in Marvel Comics. You should know that... I mean, uh, death, death somehow looks sexy in those books. Never understand why. But, you know, take a look upon that factor, too, is there has to be some relatability to your villain. And really, a good villain skirts the lines between hero and villain. And, you know, yeah, you could call that an anti-hero, but anti-heroes are very specific. You know, the, a good villain is the one where you're like, okay, I can understand why this person's doing this or thing is doing this, I can see where, you know, I can, would be that way too. Or I could see supporting someone like that. You know, that's that's a good villain. That's a good, well-written villain. It's not just mustache twirling, crazed out shit happening all the time. Um, when it, I mean, you could say a, a giant monster. Is that a villain? No, it's kind of a creature. It's, it's, a, it's not really a true villain. It's just, it is a enemy, to say the least. Not a villain. So I'm going to kind of make this a little bit quick for you guys. So hopefully you guys did get some little bit of tid, tidbit of information, a little bit of some education, one might say, uh, in this episode of the Comic Chronicle podcast. And if you did subscribe for more episodes, let me know on social media. Did you guys enjoy this? Did you get a little bit of few tips and tricks from me? Um, hopefully this is how I do it in comic book writing. But hopefully you guys can take from what I know and what I've learned from people over the years of doing this podcast and interviews and put it to good use as well. Thank you, guys. And of course, as always, stay creative everyone.